Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited about today's episode. Uh, as I know all of you are with the Thursday episodes being interview episodes. And one of the one of the things that I love most about this podcast that I've had for now going into the fifth year is all of the incredible people that I meet, uh, all the interesting stories that all of you end up hearing. You know, there's been over 200 interviews now. And it's one of those things where it really provides context and information for all of you that entrepreneurship business is not a straight line. There are twists and turns, there's ups and downs, uh, and there's things that we need to go through. So who I have for you today, um, he spent uh, over two decades as a designer in the web and then moved into the product design uh, aspect of business. But most recently uh, has kind of set that aside to really focus on growing his podcast, which I had the uh, ability and, and fortunate luck to be a guest on, which I will hyperlink that in the description as well. So you can listen to that episode. So with without further ado, and with all that behind us, uh, Hiromi, welcome to today's episode. Hey, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've taken an interesting journey, uh, obviously going back to your, you know, the last 20 years spending it in, in design you know, starting in web design and then moving into product design, uh, and now most recently kind of venturing into, uh, you know, the podcast production and and you know having your own podcast, which uh, it's I, I love how you do it. It's it's more storytelling, which I I love the format of how you do it. But what would you say in in that that transition of going from being a, a designer? to then transitioning into having your own podcast and that being your business now. What was the catalytic moment for you where you said, you know what, I'm going to hang up my design hat and I'm going to put on my podcast hat and I'm going to go all in with this? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I was just thinking about this uh, the other day because um, you know, it's been about a year now that I've been working with a marketing agency to produce their podcast. And, uh, you know, I remember when I took the job, <laughs> my, my father-in-law was worried, you know, he's like, he's like, are you sure you, uh, you want to take such a, a drastic career change, uh, this late in life. <laughs> but, um, you know, the reality is I, I, that's what I appreciate about your story, Scott, is that, you know, you, you talked about the, the differences and similarities between owning a gym, for example, and then now being, um, in marketing yourself, um, such a drastic shift in, you know, to most people, but you realize that once you have a certain mindset, the, the differences of what you do is not as important as, as how you do it. <laughs> right. And would you say that's been the case for you? Yeah. You, you know, I, I, there's a lot of similarities and I, I always talk about all the the lessons and the things that I learned being in the wellness industry as a gym owner, trainer, and nutritionist for almost 18 years, I, I learned structure. I learned 
repetition, and I learned routine, which if you take those those three things and you you know throw in consistency there, that is the the secret sauce to being successful in business in general. So no matter right. what you're doing, there has to be structure to it. There has to be consistency. There has to be routine. There has to be repetition. So uh, to your point, you know, when, when people hear about what someone is doing now, based on where they came from, they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How does that even work? <laughs> right. Well, when you kind of pull apart the lessons and the infrastructure of what one did, and, and again, just like you said, yes, you spent, you know, 20 years in web design and product design, you're you're using that same skill set to produce podcasts now, which again, there still needs to be an eye for design. There still needs to be a lot of the things that you've learned in the two decade plus career in design that you're now just applying in a different way. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's exactly right. These, these, uh, this company that I'm working with right now, UVS, they're a marketing company, B2B marketing company. And they had approached me based on a podcast I had done uh, on the side years ago about UX uh, design. And they, they liked the approach and they wanted to include podcasting as an offering within their account-based uh, marketing efforts. And so really the more I thought about it, what do you do when you produce a digital product? You meet with the stakeholders, you decide what are their business goals, um, and then you analyze their current processes and you try to improve on that process and then figure out like, how can I um, really manipulate is the wrong way, but encourage certain behaviors in users that will lead to that desired result. And so with a podcast product, it's really the same thing. How can I, you know, and, and you're a master of this, right, Scott, ask the right questions to get get a good story out of someone, whether they're, whether they're willing to maybe uh, offer that story up front or not. And um, so developing that process has been really um, exciting for me to, to, to work through what, how do you get to that end result? Um, is, has you, have you found crossover in your doing this podcast and, and then also your marketing efforts? Well, I, I think that, you know, what, what people forget is that, when you are looking to grow any business, whether it's brick and mortar or online, you're looking for means and channels of of ways to connect and further your audience growth. Now, that, that could be through an email list. It can th be through uh, listeners of a podcast. Mm -hmm. It could be through uh, the growth of a social media channel that you're spending time on. And, and again, podcasting is one of those things that can be a catalyst for multiple other things where you can have offerings. And, and that's the, the the great thing. I, I just uh, started a subscription membership to my podcast. So mm -hmm. the hosting platform that I use because of the, the growth of my podcast, they said, you know, you've unlocked this opportunity to nice. monetize it even further and offer a, you know, very low, it's $2.99 a month. And it, it could allow my listeners to unlock uh, a weekly bonus episode, which is every mm -hmm. Friday. So it, okay. you know, you you build that rapport, you build that trust with the the audience, and then again, it can unlock other things. So I believe that there's a there's catalytic things for everything that we do. Um, you know, just like with 
your podcast that you were doing on the side, it led to this opportunity, you know, where you were teaching UX. And now there's this company saying, you know, I, I love what Hiromi is teaching. You know, this could be an added benefit for, for what we're doing. Let's talk to this guy and see if we can bring him in to help us with, you know, offering a podcast for, for what we're doing. So there's, there's definitely a, a purpose, uh, but, uh, you know, cause and effect, you know, if, if you're going to put something out there, there's going to be a positive effect from it. If it's, if it's value-based, if it's educational information-based where it lands in the right ears and on the right eyes of, you know, a potential end consumer or client, so to speak, there's a lot of opportunities that end up presenting themselves there. And, and again, I think you're a prime example of that with, you know, the podcast that you were doing on the side, which has landing you, you know, to where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's key, Scott. And I, I appreciate what you said there is being open to um, new opportunities and new experiences. Um, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, I'm talking like a, a you know, preteen, teen, um, I was very into visual arts and that was all that, you know, defined me. And I think that's healthy as young people. We look to, to, to find that solid ground, that foundation of our lives by defining differences in things. I am an artist. You are a, you know, engineer or whatever, you know, maybe you, you said you have kids right now too, right? And you're, you're probably teaching them things like what's your favorite color and what, what kind of food do you like? Those kind of very Boolean yes, no type black and white things. It's, it's a healthy thing to, to come to terms with, right? Yeah. You, At those early you, ages. You ask questions to get answers and you, uh, you find out what they like and what they don't like and what they do like. You kind of like lean into that and say, you know, how much do you like this? You know? Right. Um, you know, my son is into multiple things. He loves music, uh, listening and playing music. He plays multiple instruments. Uh, he loves sports. He hasn't honed in on just one, you know, he plays baseball, he wrestles, he plays soccer, um, you know, and, and then also he, he loves gaming and he yeah. kind of, he floats between, and, and that's, it's interesting just about generational, you know, growing up, I'll, I'll be 44 in April you know, I grew up with the, I would say the, the dawn of technology, meaning, you know, Nintendo was, you know, I, I was playing Atari and, and Nintendo growing up. And, you know, for my parents, that that was really of no interest to them because they didn't grow up with technology, but, but I did. So, mm -hmm. you know, where myself and my father, we bonded over, you know, sports, uh, we bonded over you know, general family things, because that's, you know, that's what we had growing up in the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, now, you know, my son being 10 years old, you know, I grew up with different things that he's now growing up with. So, you know, my dad didn't play video games with me. Now, I will say that we, <laughs> my, 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 we did have two big uh, arcade games, like, you know, the life-size ones, we had Space Invaders uh, and Miss Pac-Man, which again, you know, those were games that my dad was familiar with because they had arcades back in the day. So yeah. he would play those. He would never really play Nintendo. But fast forward to, you know, 2023 and, you know, my my wife and Taylor play like this almost like I don't even know, just shooter game. 
And yeah. then him and I, I, I love sports games. So him and I play FIFA. So <laughs> it's, it, there, there's just, it's really cool to see the evolution, not only of what interests kids nowadays, right. but the relationships of some of the interests that you have when you grow up and how that kind of bleeds into the relationships, as you said, with the kids, finding out what they like, what they don't like. And, you know, he's got a, a very diverse, uh, I would say palate, you know, yeah. he, he, he eats sashimi he loves poke bowls he oh he, yeah he, yeah i mean I, I didn't again you know sushi was becoming a thing when i was growing up like in 1991 yeah. 1992 and you know we started just like any other person that's just trying to see if you like sushi we had the california roll the philly roll right sure because you know my parents said there's cottage cheese in it scott so you might like that <laughs> so um but now like he's having all the you know crazy rolls and eating sashimi. And it's just, it's really cool to see the evolution, not only of relationships that people have in business, but the relationships that we have in our personal lives, you know, family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think as we grow older, some of those, and it sounds like your, your son is way more diverse than most kids, but you know, you start to bridge out from uh, everything red is great or everything blue is great, or country music sucks, and, you know, rap is great, or whatever, you start to blur those lines. It's healthy as an adult to start to see, oh, not all country music sucks, or not all, you know, you start to diversify. And really, what I think that is, is finding similarities and not just differences, right? You you say, that's a truck, that's a road, you need to understand the difference. But in the end, what makes both of them work is not what makes them different, but what makes them similar. It's the similar plane on the tread of the tires and the similar structure of the road that allows our infrastructure to work. And so that's what I appreciate about this, uh, what we're you know doing, Scott, in, in our podcast efforts, talking to people of a lot of different backgrounds and understanding really like, wow, we have, you know, you, you owned a, a fitness, uh, institution what 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 is that like and how is that similar to my experience and you and you start to realize oh no we we have a shared human experience i think that's fascinating well my big thing is you know what do you feel like with with everything that you were doing in you know web design product design because again if you think about it um you started kind of like really behind the scenes web design is like really really back-end stuff and then you get into product design which is more of I would say that the front end type of stuff, which is the, the the product, the good or the service that the end user is buying. And now you've gone into, you know, uh, podcast design, which is even a more intimate experience because not only it's the back end stuff, the front end stuff, but it's also the, uh, the, the digital aspect of things where it's the listener base. You know, um, Emily Goff, who is a podcast coach and uh, a friend of mine, you know, she she said that, podcasting is one of the most intimate experiences that someone can have because literally you're talking right into someone's ears. You're talking right into their head. It's, it's an immersive experience. So with, with the, the web design and the product design background, what do you feel you learned in doing those things that allowed you to carry over into podcast design and podcast production and everything you're doing for the podcast? Um, that enabled you to really, really shine in doing everything that you're doing now. Well, that's, yeah, that's a great observation about intimacy. First of all, um, I've heard multiple, uh, 
pieces of feedback from your story in particular that that aired last week um that it it made people feel teary because it it, it was such an intimate story that you shared with us um yeah what what similarities are there i guess you know in the early stages of of web development you know we you and i both came up during maybe that dot com boom era where it was really not that strategic. It was about just like, how, how can we do the weirdest, most eye-catching thing and then get the most eyeballs on it um, with with tape, HTML tables? <laughs> yeah. um, but eventually it did take a strategic bent, which was, you know, how can, with the materials we have on hand, how can we accomplish X, Y, Z? And um, really that's, that's the same thing with a podcast. What's really helped me in both those endeavors is being organized and um, really analyzing what is it that works about this particular design, this product, this process, being able to map those things out into maybe, you know, a mind map um, and then finding ways to improve that process and make it replicatable because um, you know, of course, if we think back to like the pr production days of pre-Henry Ford, um, a vehicle was very unaffordable uh, to the common person, and it was uh, not very practical because nothing was standardized. It was um, every time they were deciding, should we power this thing on steam or peanut oil or electricity, right? Um, it wasn't until Ford said, okay, like, let's standardize this process that things started to become more affordable and useful. And so that's what you and I have to do. You've come up with a process for this podcast saying, I'm going to send out a Zoom link. I'm going to send out a Calendly link at this time and then a Zoom link. And I'm going to ask these questions and this is how it's going to be produced. That's the only way that it's sustainable. And the only way that it's actually enjoyable for someone to listen to is with a lot of thought and planning. And so um, I think that's that's maybe the the tie between those two different systems. Would you agree? Yeah. And well, it, it was leading me to another thought and question. You know, what do you think has been the biggest difference for you? Or how do you feel uh, producing your own podcast on the side really primed you for helping this, you know, marketing firm help them with their podcast? So the, the kind of things that you learn producing your own that's helping you, you know, again, help this marketing company uh, produce their own. I think one thing was being having the opportunity to hear myself back and realize all the things I hate about the way that I communicate. <laughs> you know, um, you you need to have that opportunity, and I I think uh, the more of us that can have that opportunity, the better communication we'll end up having. My, my wife says the same thing. She she, um, you know, she's had her podcast for a couple of years now, and. You know, there there is a, a learning curve when you do a podcast, and and she really beats herself up and gets mad because she, if she talks too fast, she sends send she says like um and uh a lot, so she has a lot of filler sounds. Sure. And I said that's that's normal. I said you know when you do a podcast, you're you're looking to slow down the thought process, so it's more of just a smooth transition from one sentence to another. And again, it takes time. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that evolves over time. But to your point, it's really important to go back and listen to what you've produced to see from an outside perspective. I call it the passenger side perspective, the listener. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I was the listener, 
how would the communication of this podcast come across to that person? And what can I then in turn improve upon to make it even more clear? Yes, yes. Yeah, that and, you know, just being extemporaneous, being letting go a little bit. Um, this has been this has been a great experience, Scott, being able to be on the other side of of this interview process. I, I feel like I learn a lot when I do this. Too. <laughs> it's very it's almost more helpful to be on the interview interviewee side uh, to become a better interviewer. But um, yeah, all of that is helpful. I think in that that initial podcast that we had, it was called Ideate and it was um we were just having fun, you know, we're just goofing off. And, um, and so realizing that that's also important is to enjoy yourself. People can hear that, you know, if, if, if you're can, and you're doing something for a specific reason, you have an agenda. And so that's been a little bit of a challenge with this because our, our mandate for this podcast reach, um, has been to let's interview people that have had unique experiences and tie what, what made them successful, to marketing to and specifically b2b marketing or abm um and so that's been a challenge for me like so we're interviewing we interviewed the guy from the original um bobsled driver from cool runnings do you remember that movie from the 90s <laughs> oh yeah i mean john candy was one of my my favorite actors so that was yes yes great great feel the rhythm feel the rhyme feel the rhythm feel the ride exactly so, you know, interviewing someone like that or a, a mountain climber or uh, an indie rock star or, you know, you and you know, you're talking about the the fitness industry and now like, how does this relate to marketing and B2B marketing specifically to find those commonalities and those share, shared points without being canned or contrived or salesy about it, um, you know? I learned a lot in that initial process, but just having fun and enjoying the process as you go. Yeah. So as we start to wind down, Hiromi, um, if someone is looking to, well, A, uh, listen to your podcast, where's the best place for them to go do that? But B, if someone wants to to connect with you that, you know, uh, is wanting to learn more about you and, and how you're helping this marketing company and, and things that you focus on, what's the best way for the listeners to get in touch with you? Oh, they could just Google me, uh, Hiromi Matsumoto, if they want to learn about me. I'm not that interesting, but that you can you can find you can cybersock me. That's fine. Uh, and then if you want to hear a great podcast, um, I suggest you go to reachabm.com, and in particular, you might be interested in the personalization personalization in marketing. How Scott Aaron shows how personal being personable works out. I remember that episode. It, it was pretty good. So <laughs> it was pretty I, good. I, I, I would recommend listening to that episode too. Um, yes. Well, Hiromi, just really grateful to reconnect and and just honored to have you on on the show and just so you know happy to hear all the things that you're working on and uh, the positive impact that you're having not only on the listeners of the podcast but also the company that you're working with now. Uh, final question before we sign off: What does success truly mean to you? Success truly means to me, it's a great question. Um, you know, in the end, I think we won't know until <laughs> until our dying breath and we look back and uh, we have no regrets. I think that's it for me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good way to summarize it. I remember something that my wife um, shared with me. You know, her grandmother passed away at a fairly early age of cancer. I, th I think she was only in her early 60s. 
And, um, you know, Nancy went to go visit her before she passed. And and she said, listen, Nancy, um, you know, live your life right now. You know, don't don't wait until something may happen. You're sick, whatever it is, you know, really live your life right now. And I think that's something, um, again, that I can correlate back to what you said. You know, I, I think success is a feeling and it's something, yes, you know, when we're on, you know, our last days, we're in that that twilight part of our life. We're going to look back and and see all the things that we did accomplish. And that's why something that I do is every night before I go to bed, I write one victory that was accomplished from that day. And for mm-hmm. me, it allows me to see all the progress and all the great things that happen every single day. So, Excellent Romy, thank you again so much for being here today. Just grateful for your connection and the uh, opportunity to to interview you and just want to wish you continued success and uh, appreciate everything that you share with the audience today. Thanks so much, Scott. Absolutely. So everyone, as always, wherever you're listening to this to and from, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, it would mean the world to us. But also in that review, let us know what you love about these episodes, what you want to see more of so we can continue to deliver the best content and the best value for you and your ears and all the things that come with listening to this podcast. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.